For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. You're listening to the news. Yesterday, demonstrators stormed the Michigan State House, and farm worker advocacy groups sued Washington State. Also, a fifth coronavirus relief package is in the works. It's Friday, May 1st. Yesterday, hundreds of demonstrators, some carrying rifles, entered the Michigan State House to protest stay-at-home orders. Several lawmakers donned bulletproof vests as protesters attempted to break into the chamber. The unrest has been building for weeks as Governor Gretchen Whitmer declared a state of emergency and imposed a stringent shutdown as the state faces one of the worst outbreaks of COVID-19 in the country. Whitmer has eased some of the restrictions, but the state of emergency remains in place until mid-May, and state Republicans are building efforts to restrict the governor's power. The farmworker advocacy group Familias Unidas por la Justicia, along with the United Farmworkers of America, has sued the Labor and Health Departments of Washington State, seeking adequate social distancing in farm labor housing and the availability of protective gear at work sites. The suit was one of the earliest brought by agricultural laborers, but it was joined by many more as the essential workers, many of whom are undocumented, fight for safety in their workplaces. A county superior court judge is set to hear the motion this morning. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced yesterday that Democrats are considering packaging $1 trillion for state and local governments in the next COVID-19 relief bill. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has taken the opposite stance, repeating that he will not agree to the provision unless liability protections for businesses and healthcare workers are also passed, which Democrats have not agreed to. The four relief bills passed so far have had bipartisan support and have totaled nearly $3 trillion, but experts believe the next one will be the most contentious yet as Republicans focus on reopening the nation while Democrats prioritize boosting the economy with federal funding. Child abuse reports have plummeted since the onset of COVID-19, but ER doctors are concerned that they are only seeing the most severe cases that necessitate a trip to the hospital. The closures of schools and daycares, which can often pick up on cases of abuse and involve the proper authorities, have forced children to remain in close contact with unsafe adults. Teachers are working assessment methods into their online classes, and hotlines remain open nationwide. But financial losses due to COVID-19 have raised another roadblock for advocacy centers and school districts. In other headlines, South Korean officials have announced that positive retests of some patients who had previously recovered from COVID-19 were likely the result of, quote, RNA of the dead virus. China's military says it expelled a U.S. Navy vessel from the South China Sea, where the U.S. has been operating in collaboration with Australia since April 13th, according to an announcement last week. New Jersey reported its highest daily death toll since the onset of the pandemic of 460 people. Systems to decontaminate and reuse critical N95 masks are rolling out nationwide, and the San Antonio Zoo will offer a drive-through experience to welcome families while still practicing social distancing. If you're in Rush Valley, Utah, it'll be an overcast Friday and a cloudy weekend, with temperatures starting today in the lower 40s and peaking in the upper 60s. That's all for the news today. Today's episode was produced under the 144th Managing Board of the Prince, and our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. Happy last day of classes, happy May, and have a great weekend.